Welcome to the June 15th, 2007 edition of Ye Old Relevant Podcast. <laughs> the uh, audio... The old com- English version of... <laughs> it's the King James uh, version today. Uh, available on phonograph only. It's the audio companion, apparently the phonograph companion to Relevant Magazine and RelevantMagazine.com. I'm Cameron Strang and here with me is the editorial crew, editorial director Kara Davis. Hello. Two weeks and counting or three? Three. three weeks until it, it she depends. goes away for three months. So everybody, if you uh, you know you need to get your care of Phil, um, you need to listen to this podcast f- more frequently than you normally would. That sounds like a chemical. Care of Phil? <laughs> it makes you more caring? I think the baby's okay. on her way, so we'll see how long. What? You don't think three weeks? I don't know. Really? I went to the doctor today and the baby's dropped. So wow. we're making progress. Okay, we need to move up our editorial meeting from <laughs> next week to tomorrow. <laughs> Holy meeting cow. we'll plan the next three months. Yeah, and that's actually, actually, that's yeah. actually yeah. what we're doing. Wow. We're, more like the next eight months. We're, we're trying to figure out everything that we would normally need her for in the next three months and squeeze it into the next two weeks. Yeah. Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, uh, managing editor Adam Smith. Hey, everybody. And web content producer Jesse Carey. Yo, yo. <laughs> I'm reading. Wow. I'm right now. I'm reading a slice about Russell Simmons. By the way, so it just seemed appropriate. Yeah, <laughs> golly, it's not offensive or stereotypical. He's a hip hop mogul. <laughs> Wasn't he on Yo and TV Jams back in the day? Once. No, Russell Simmons. No, he was Deaf Comedy Jam. Okay, Def Comedy. Yo, so it, how it was, is that? How way, is it offensive to say it was Yo MTV raps, not Yo MTV Jams? Anyway, <laughs> just once, I would like to be known of as a mogul of something. All right. Okay. So here's the deal. All right. There's an intern. Um, I have summoned her and asked her and given her cash because today we're not going to do Frosties. We're going to do Slurpees. You you know what strikes me about this is that we we really didn't do this with our interns before people started criticizing yeah. us for doing it. It's and like it's like you know what? Prophecy. Absolutely. Like, we never do that. So um, uh, cherry for me. Coke. Uh, Coke. Coke Slurpee. It's Coke the only Slurpees. kind that actually exists. Kara? Red. Red. If they don't have red, any other? Caffeine-free. Just anything. How about banana? Banana. I actually tried to tried to eat a uh, banana Slurpee last week, I think it was. I went to get a red one, uh, but they only had limited choices. They only had like four, and three of them were caffeinated. So my only choice left was banana. Which, oddly, didn't sound disgusting to me. I don't know if it's the pregnancy or what, but I was willing to try it. <laughs> banana Slurpees are good. Maya loves fake banana flavor, like in candy <laughs> oh, or yeah, Slurpees. Oh, yeah, that's the best kind of banana And flavor. I can't stand like fake in runts? banana flavor. Yeah. Bananas and no. runts are so good. No, I can't stand it. <laughs> well, anyways, I went to the park with a co-worker, Kareen, to enjoy my Slurpee. And we're sitting there, and all of a sudden, a bird perches on a branch overhead and poops. 
right in my banana Slurpee. No. Which, that's yes. a one Slurpee. in a million shot because oh, yeah. of that domed lid. I'm pretty yeah. sure that Wait. the bird was trying. The domed to... lid was on it. Yes. Those... And there was lots of splattering. It wasn't a perfect <laughs> shot, but it made it all the worse. Yeah. I feel like those domed lids were invented for the very purpose of stopping bird defecation. <laughs> okay, can Slurpees. I, can I, this is actually not coincidental. It has been my history in my life that right before a major transition in my life, I would be pooped on by a bird. Oh, no. You were about to give birth omen. to yeah. a child, and you had the bird poop. Wow. It's oh, like the Lion King. So. Um, it has to be the absolute worst omen. I mean, <laughs> it's not a negative omen. It's just like literally the day, my first day of kindergarten. I'm waiting for my parents to pick me up after yeah. kindergarten, and they were late. I was the only child left. I'm oh. sitting on a bench crying, and oh. then a bird pooped on my head. <laughs> And, that's they, terrible. and they show up and I have bird feces on me and I'm bawling and it's my first day of school. This is really more like psychoanalysis. <laughs> and then that. and then in college, my freshman year of uh, Same thing happened. Semester, waiting on the bench crying. <laughs> first semester. I, uh, I I we go on a trip, uh, some journalists journalist class go on a trip to DC. It's kind of the beginning of my academic career, and we're walking to Grand Central Union Station or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. A bird poops on my head. Oh, okay. man. Um, uh, my family goes to SeaWorld. Um, just starting to date Maya. She's with us. We're, we're eating lunch at one of the restaurants outside. A bird poops on my head. I end up marrying her. That's when you wow. knew she yeah. was the one. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, if my uh, experience with bird feces is any indicator, <laughs> I'd say we've got a bright future. <laughs> yeah. And, and so, you know, the fact that you're sitting here uh, today wondering if maybe the baby's coming early, the fact that this week you had bird bird poop yeah. on you uh, i would say Maybe. yes wouldn't wouldn't you rather be able to say every time a major transition is about to happen to me i find a dollar on the street yeah, or or like a gorgeous rainbow appears right <laughs> and or, there's no rain or someone know? throws me a ticker tape parade yeah i'll settle for the bird poop it's pretty clear at least you can't it wasn't miss a, the message at least it wasn't a bird smoothie that's what i was gonna say <laughs> what you almost had See, refreshing smoothie. beverages i think wildlife is out to get us they they listen to the podcast yeah yeah we're besmirching their good yeah. reputation yeah <laughs> and they're coming after us so um actually i'm curious if anybody else has had repeat visits of bird poop on their head because for me it's not that big of a deal anymore <laughs> you know i just know if i get I, pooped on by a bird it's like something good is about I to happen in my life i just imagine it ever being a not being a big deal to me, you know. <laughs> What's well, yeah. disgusting? It's never happened to me. Knock on wood. It's like but. it is the ultimate display of contempt. Another animal <laughs> saying, "I will eject my waste onto you." <laughs> That's what I think of you. Well, several of them. Um, you know, it'd be amazing if it was a flyby. I mean, they're up there in the sky, and you just got popped. You know, yeah. that would be amazing. But for me, it was more that. Um, well, for one in D.C., I walked down the street into a massive. A uh, flock of pigeons mm. disrupted them. They're going, you know, and they fly yeah. up, and one Ew. pooped on me as oh, it went by. Um, it's like law of averages, you know. And then I'm sitting under trees, you know, so they're just resting. They're having a good time. They're relaxing, <laughs> yeah. and things they're happen. Very relaxed, you know. Yeah. And it's my it's my fault for being under the tree. I used to have a bird, so I've been pooped on a lot, but. You know, it was a pet, so you, you learn yeah. to deal with it. You're about to have a child, so that's not going to stop. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, uh, coming up in the podcast today, we actually have an exclusive live performance by Play Radio Play. Uh, it's a new uh, group on Island. And uh, if you're fans of the Postal Service or any of that kind of indie electric pop 
rap-ish type stuff, you're going to definitely enjoy it. So Yeah, it's good stuff. Real talented young guy. Yep. And uh, some uh, cool news coming up at the end of the podcast that I'm going to let you know about. And it's not the stuff that we were alluding to the last couple of weeks. <laughs> it's different, and I'll actually tell you about it this time. So stay tuned for that. And entertainment releases coming out tonight in theaters, I guess today. Uh, we have Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, starring the full cast from the previous ones. Plus the Silver Surfer. Yes. As himself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> also, Nancy Drew. That's a complete sentence. Nancy Drew. Yep. Big fan of those type of names. Uh, Fido, uh, which is, uh, here's the plot synopsis. Timmy Robinson scrambles to keep his best friend, a zombie he named Fido, part of the family after the big guy eats the Robinsons' next-door neighbor. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but that sounds awesome. <laughs> it's actually supposed to be, like, really clever social satire. Um, yeah, and anytime you have zombies in a movie, I'm there. Yeah, I mean, but the zombies, you know, obviously it's very tongue-in-cheek, but it's it was, it was done in the vein of satire. Right. Uh, and then lastly coming out, DOA, Dead or Alive, which basically should be direct-to-movie, or direct-to-video. <laughs> right, direct direct it it's, stars uh, Jamie Presley and some other people. It's a group of uniquely trained women are summoned to an island for a fighting tournament. Though they start off as competitors, they soon band together against a deadly force. It's kind of the story of the relevant podcast. Yep. You know? Yep. Unique women. Um, Banding together. It, it reminds me, I think it, was, I think it was on Conan O'Brien where they kept showing the trailer for Charlie's Angels and they called it Hot Girls Kicking. That's pretty much what this movie is yeah, in its entirety. Album's coming out on Tuesday the 19th. It's already June 19th. Unbelievable. Art Brute with It's a Bit Complicated. Rocky Vadalato. Hey, I liked it when he came out with an album last year. I like saying Vadalato. Yeah, he's good. He's I, I really like. His I don't. Style. E- I didn't even hear the music. I just like saying Rocky Vadalato. <laughs> really uh, Rocky Vadalato coming out with the Brag and Cuss, the Chemical Brothers with We Are the Night, the Polyphonic Spree with the Else. I can't believe that people bought the first album and they're coming out with another one. It's <laughs> <laughs> so sad to me. They have kind of a cult following, and it's literally it, it actually it's is kind a of cult. What's kind of occult like? You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Pretty uh, much, if you join their fan club, you get to be part of the band. They yeah. give you a white robe. <laughs> uh, the White Stripes with Icky Thump. Story Side B with We Are Not Alone. Project 86, our very own Andrew Schwab, with Rival Factions. I don't know how he'd appre- if he'd like me to say our very know, own Andrew Schwab. <laughs> he did write a book. How about our very own friend? He's an author of yeah. ours. Yeah, exactly. He's written for the magazine before. Yeah, so he's our very own. We claim him. And August Burns Red with Messengers. That one's on solid state for all you hardcore fans. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good release week. Yeah, it's yeah. good variety. It really the White Stripes, especially White Stripes. Yeah, you have Rocky some Vallotto. Colts. Yep. Some fun names to say. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell you. Initial indications are that the White Stripes album is very, very good. All right, so I'll do it for your entertainment releases. Up next, slices. Greet the gods on 87th Street like peace, even though it's water G, got them facing the east. The game ain't chasing the sweet, cash flow is still, and they complacent with beats. My radio station is deep, so effort, progression, counting paper, and blessings in the game. It's only right that I address this. Gotta be in it to win it. I never come lame, type killing in the game. Get busy. You're listening to Common. The song is The Game, and it is the featured video right now over at Relevant.tv. I'm excited. You guys know I'm coming out. I really like yeah. Common a lot. Yeah. At the beginning of the podcast, you heard Claxons with the song It's Not Over Yet. 
ironically, it's over now. Yeah. So they named uh, that song prematurely. <laughs> okay, so with slices now, here is Kara Davis. Delegates from the Christian Reformed Church have been meeting this week at Calvin College. I guess it's like their yearly conference of sorts. Uh, but that sounds his- like the beginning of a joke. A bunch <laughs> of Calvinists were in a. You know, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, history was made this week when they decided to remove the word male from its requirements for church office. So it kind of opens the way for women to become ministers. Uh, But the decision still allows local church groups to prohibit female ministers from being delegated Delegated. to office. Relegated? Delegated. Oh, let me me ask you, was it really a decision or was this predestined to happen? Oh, (laughs) a little theological joke for you. Well, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people are following the presidential buildup. Oh, yeah. Riveted. <laughs> well, I, I saw one uh, headline somewhere that people are already getting burned out of it. Yeah, i got to pace myself. I'm going to wait to get interested till it matters mm, next yeah. year. <laughs> because right now, you know, they're still, they haven't even started the primaries yet. Um, but they are different. Each party is hosting their own debates. And there's been a couple interesting ones lately. Um, and one candidate that's been getting a lot of press lately is Mitt Romney, who's, who's going for the Republican nomination. And Mitt Romney is a Mormon. And there's actually a, a couple stories out about how a lot of Mormon communities are excited that someone of their faith is, is getting a lot of press. We're thrilled. Um, <laughs> but some are, are a little bit um, nervous um, because of they don't necessarily want all of their faith to become under this mass media microscope. And actually, a lot of questions that are going towards uh, some Republican candidates are directly about their faith. I actually caught a little bit of um, the Republican debates on the radio, and it was actually Mitt Romney, and Wolf Blitzer was asking him questions. And it was, it was a conversation that, ironically, we had the other day about creation. And he asked uh, you know what this has to do with politics who knows but he asked him if he believes in like a literal six day creation or that if six days was figurative and he was like well i think you know there it, i believe that god created the earth and uh you know i'm not really sure of i don't know exactly um what that and what the interpretation of that should be Anyway, after he answered it, Wolf well, was like, well, what's your answer to the question? And he got kind of indignant. He was like, I told you. My answer is, I don't know. God oh. created the earth. I, you know, like, it just seems a little strange that, you know, these kind of, like, in-depth questions about people's faith are becoming political issues. But I also saw this story that was unrelated to, to Mitt Romney that talked about fundamentalist Mormons that are seeking to have polygamy legalized in Utah and states around Utah. There are currently 40,000 fundamentalist Mormons um, that live uh, around the state. And actually, I, I read in, in another story, uh, it's actually Mitt Romney had a great-grandfather that had five wives and a great-great-grandfather that had a dozen and his only so he has a lot of cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, his only quote was that he said the practice was "quote unquote" bizarre. Um, uh, let me ask you, Cameron, how do uh, the Strangites feel about Romney? Well, you know they uh, they disbanded and dispersed after they overthrew King Strang and <laughs> kicked beat him. him. To death. <laughs> well, Peter no, Island. they didn't kick him to death. They kicked and beat him and shot him, and he still lived another three months. <laughs> right, that right. has to go on the record. They, they yeah. kicked. Oh, the Slurpees are here. Slurpee delivery. Oh, that's some big Slurpees. Wow. Thanks, Nate. 
Okay, so Nate is the one who was, uh, I guess, uh, cornered and had to go get us the, fr- <laughs> the Slurpees. So uh, tell everybody your name, where you're from. Uh, my name's Nate Oakley. I'm from Ohio, small town Ohio called Holgate. Um, I go to Mount Vernon Nazarene University, and I'm a marketing intern here. Cool. So uh, did, what did she have to do to talk you into getting a Slurpees? Um, actually, the intern that you guys took out last week... Didn't want to do it because she was mad because she didn't get her name on the podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, props to Kelly Day. So, wow. wow, how do you like Kelly. that? She didn't even get her name on the podcast, and you actually get like an interview. <laughs> Not sound. only do you get time, you actually gave props back to another intern. That's yeah, yeah no, that's know, big of you. Nate. We're a big family, so that's what <laughs> yeah. it's all about. So, so. It's the only way they can survive is they band together. <laughs> so so far in your time here, what has been the highlight? Um, other than getting us yeah, out of the right now. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this one took it by storm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> probably just getting to, getting to sit on a couple of some of those phone interviews and hookups with uh, co-partnerships and stuff. So Cool, cool. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Nice. Well, thanks for coming down. Thanks for getting us uh, uh, Slurpees. We really appreciate <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, and keep your eye on Derek. He's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's, He's crafty. Trust. Yeah, and whatever you do, do not trust Chris Bainey with anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, man. And those who haven't checked out the intern blog on our site need to. Oh, it's phenomenal. It's amazing. It, it has taken, I mean, it has a life of its own now. Yeah. It, it's All like right. the real world. It is. <laughs> it's when, when people start getting real. That's how it is. Yeah. Um, I, I read it and just laugh and laugh and laugh, especially the really sad ones where they're pouring out their hearts. Or their cars get stolen. <laughs> yeah, their car gets stolen. <laughs> I just laugh and laugh. And laugh. No, I, mean, I drive really their car to get myself on there. Yeah. <laughs> and I teach them a lesson. It's like, Don't you, leave your keys on the desk. Will you go get Slurpee? No, my car got stolen. We'll ride a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the big wheel bike uh, on oh, the way yeah. to work yeah, today in the, in the window. There's usually cars in front of it, but no one was out there yet. Four thousand. So, there was there wasn't a line around the building <laughs> waiting. Yeah. To Surprisingly. See the, yeah. A line of expectant people with money in their hands. <laughs> I finally got the $4,000 like in cash. The day the iPhone <laughs> debuts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I like to think it's probably about the same demand. <laughs> now, we did get sent a link by a very frugal and astute listener. And I, I forgive me for forgetting your name because it was a couple weeks ago. But she found another company that made the big wheel bicycles. The Penny Further. The Penny so Further. Penny Further. <laughs> and it was like... $1,100. Well, that's a deal. I know. It was much, much cheaper. I did a little... But is it craftsmanship is I, good. <laughs> Who cares? I did a little research, independent research, just to find out, you know, a little you bit about... You didn't do it as part one. of a corporation or large group of people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was actually hired by a big corporation. Okay. They're like, we're interested in penny further. It's part of a focus Was it professional group. research? Oh, yeah. I was paid handsomely for it <laughs> in Slurpee. <laughs> And there's actually like whole societies. Uh, I mean, not like I'm not talking about like countries, but I'm talking about like <laughs> people that meet maybe monthly, right? And like are people really for whom it. this is a hobby. Yeah. And I would have to say that you know, craftsmanship is an issue for me when I'm sitting on a seven foot tall bicycle. <laughs> you know? somehow you'll be like, oh man, I really wish I would have anteed up that extra three grand. But <laughs> 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 it comes tumbling. This apart. is a long fall. <laughs> All right, so we just went and got Kelly Day because we found out from Nate that you were so upset that we didn't mention your name on the podcast last week that you would not get us Slurpees today. 
so we're very offended. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to, I just want to just put it out there. You know, you know, maybe you didn't get your name on the podcast, but you know, one of us sacrificed our own our own frosty so you could have one. And, that's true. You know, and, and, and I just like true. some credit. That's well, all. Thank well, I mean, you're you know, welcome. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is you know, you've got your choice. You can uh, you can go ahead and have your treasure of uh, being mentioned on the podcast. Or you can, <laughs> have that treasure up there in heaven <laughs> no honestly, are you storing we... it up kelly <laughs> <laughs> so okay tell we do we do want to give credit where credit's due you yeah, you, you so graciously went last week and got us frosties tell everybody your name where you're from and where you go to school all right uh my name's kelly day i'm from bowling green ohio and i go to bowling green state university it's not bowling green university it's bowling green state Bowling know. Green State, yep. Interesting. Now, they're the fighting bowlers, right? <laughs> nope. Nope. The Falcons. Okay. Oh, close. 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 The fighting Lebowskis, I thought. <laughs> uh, what's your major? Uh, print journalism. Print journalism, really? Mm-hmm. Good. So, so, being here, has it dissuaded you in any way? <laughs> no, not at all. No. Really? This is what you want to do? You sure? Yeah, this is yeah. definitely what I want to do. It's not a high-paying field. I just want you to know. <laughs> I, I know. I'm aware of that. Yeah, thus far, it's actually just costing <laughs> gas money. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I would like to give big props to Kelly and the rest of our editorial interns and say that they produced a huge amount of content for the leader. Yeah, like the relevant leader. huge amount of Our content. ministry magazine. You told me that. Yeah. Now, I, you know, I kind of made her uncomfortable this morning because... I got a Google alert last night and, and said relevant podcast and I clicked on it and it was a blog that had mentioned it in passing and I'm looking and there are pictures of us and it was our field day and I was like, oh, who? And so I read more and more. It was her personal blog and ended up reading her personal blog and she's talking about the relevant games and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so I came in this morning and I was like, I saw your blog. <laughs> she's like, what? What? <laughs> Took her a minute to realize yeah. that I like, actually tuned out. I was worried. Is that like him reading your diary? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I was so, like, I hope I don't say anything bad. But <laughs> that's what I was reading for. I was checking, but no. See, it was mainly just pictures of the relevant games, and we look like absolute like thirteen-year-old doofuses in that in those pictures. And the comments underneath it were, "Wow, they're young." And she said, "Yeah, they're young." <laughs> and they acted. <laughs> Um, uh, do you ever write for the intern blog here at realmagazine.com? I do. I've you written know? two or three times, maybe yeah. four. Yeah. Good. All right. So all you listeners, if you want to get to know Kelly or <laughs> Nate, you can uh, go and uh, read more at the intern yeah, blog or, really or just you know Google her personal blog and post comments <laughs> there. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch my content. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you for all last right. week. And yeah, now hopefully you. this made up for your anger. It did. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> Right. So you're no longer Thanks. a disgruntled employee. <laughs> now that we have patched up all the open wounds with the uh, interns. Hugged it out. Mm-hmm. We have hugged it out. Nice nice reference not only to Entourage, but to the podcast from six months ago. Yeah. And to the office. Scott. Scott. Well, that was only because he was referencing Entourage. I mean, I, I, I mean, he said the reference. I don't I want use Entourage for my email. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he said, he's like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, um... I like to watch Entourage. Remember? Uh, send and receive all. I'm referencing Entourage right now. My husband saw an interview with um, Steve Carell yesterday, and he was talking about how he had to go through you know three hours of makeup for Evan Almighty, and you know they were just talking to him about all this grueling stuff he had to go through, and he was like, "Hey, at least I'm not, you know, out on a roof smearing tar." 
you know, like he's like, I think I have it pretty good. Like they were trying yeah. to get him to talk about yeah. how difficult it That's was. Cool. So he's got a good perspective. Yeah. What does that have to do with Entourage? Oh, oh, The Office. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this is kind of weird and fascinating. Uh, a couple days ago, well, actually last month, a uh, 50 ton bowhead whale is caught off the Alaska coast and they found that it had a weapon fragment embedded in its neck. Uh, that showed it had survived a previous whale hunt over a century ago. Whoa. Wow. Yeah. Uh, was it Moby Dick? It, it was. Captain Ahab's skeleton was, uh, <laughs> was tethered to it. Now, um, <laughs> at any rate, there's a, a three-and-a-half-inch arrow-shaped projectile that was lodged in this whale that uh, went out of use in about the 1890s. So, wow. They're saying that this shows that the whale was estimated to be between 115 and 130 years old. Maybe he's like a Civil War reenactor. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's actually the Loch Ness monster. What was? Did it? I kind of like Kara's theory that he was he was really just part of a an 1890s reenactment society of with whales. whales. Yeah. Now, did was he alive when he when they found him? Um, he was when they found him, but not for very long after. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, it was a whale hunt. carcass floating uh, in the water. No, it was, a, it was a whale hunt. Oh, that's a shame they killed it. Because I was going to say, imagine how good that felt if they would have pulled the harpoon out. That's been there for oh, like, yeah. like over a hundred years. He's like, like, oh man, I haven't man. had a good night's sleep in like a hundred years because of this dang harpoon yeah, in my neck. And now I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, but he'll die in peace. Evidently, usually you can actually gauge... Uh, a whale's age, it's uh, difficult to calculate, but if you saw it open and count the rings... Count the rings. You know. <laughs> Actually, no. It's amino acids in its eye lenses. Uh, it's very rare to find one that's over a century old, but well, good thing say, they killed it then. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. But when we do, we immediately kill it. <laughs> yeah, because you don't want getting too cocky. Um, but experts actually say that the oldest whales they found were close to 200 years old. Wow. Wow. That's an old whale. Well, this one could have gotten there. <laughs> Yeah, it could have. It they wouldn't have. Yeah. But well here's the thing, way. though. I hear that right in that 100 to 150 range, they're delicious. <laughs> Perfectly <laughs> seasoned. Yeah. Now, uh, speaking of Alaskan fishing, my wife and I have been watching on the Discovery Channel the uh, Deadliest, uh, catch. Deadliest, Deadliest catch. catch. It's good stuff. Awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, just, just throwing it out there, those crabs are massive. Is this yeah. the one that Mike Rowe narrates? Who's Mike Rowe? The Dirty Jobs guy. Is it on Discovery? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's about crab fishermen. Yes. I watched it. Yeah, well then yeah, that'd be it. Yeah. I watched it I guess the first season when it came out and mm-hmm. um one of the captains was a Christian and he would pray on pretty much every episode. Lord he, help yeah. us kill a lot of your creation. Well, he's praying for safety. Don't let us die doing it. But actually one of, they lost the ship that year. Yeah. Uh, one of the ships wow. completely It's pretty rough. Yeah. I mean like they I've lost, seen I many think, episodes where people have died. Yeah. We actually saw this one. They had a marathon this last weekend, and Maya TiVo'd them all because she got hooked after one, you know. And uh, she got hooked by Deadly Catch. <laughs> Kevin Eubanks. And <laughs> you don't sell it anymore. <laughs> yeah. I think it's almost better to just kind of underplay it. Yeah. Um, and there's this one guy, this greenhorn. You know, that's what they call the rookies, and he was pretty pretty cocky. Mm-hmm. And and I'm just one. And I'm watching this. I'm like, they're really concentrating on this guy's story leading up to his trip and stuff he may not make it you know sure enough uh uh things happened they had a camera kind of mounted to the thing in the middle of the night 2 30 in the morning 
boom, he gets washed overboard. You see it happen. Wow. In that water, your body goes into immediate shock. You convulse and you gasp for air, but you're underwater. And because the water is is 35 degrees. And, um, And so you actually gulp in all this water. You actually end up drowning and your body, you're done in about 30 to 45 seconds. This guy falls in. There, you see the whole crew respond. They end up like the captain. Everybody, don't lose eye contact with him. He's doing that. Da, 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 boom! They got him out. I saw that, and he lived. Oh, wow! Is this when they he he had the blanket around him, and, and the yeah. captain hugged him, and they were crying. Yeah, like so they so they got him out. They got him out of his wet, cold clothes. I mean, he was in there for a minute. He was in the water for a minute. Most people would be dead by then. Right. They ended up getting him out. He didn't lose consciousness. They got him downstairs. Had him warm up for half an hour just in the blanket and stuff because his body wouldn't handle a hot yeah, shower, yeah. you know. And then he ended up taking a hot shower, had a good night's sleep, and he was on the deck the next morning Man, working again. I'd want to go home. Yeah. I mean, he almost died. <laughs> those those shows are so intense. It's funny. I was actually having a conversation with some guys this weekend about those kind of shows. And one of the guys I was with said that it was his dream to do one of these nature shows. And we were we were saying, well, you would. There's no way you would be. as <laughs> I know good. who you're talking about too. I was like, there's no way you'd be as good as like Survivor Man or you know or any of those, you know, or Wild Boys. Yeah. You couldn't produce you're, anything that exciting. You're a tiny guy with a faux hawk. <laughs> Dash and, his dreams. And so so we're we're you know we're giving him a hard time like guys do. You know what I mean? That's what then they hug it out. That's what guys do. Um, Send them receive all. Yeah. And so. <laughs> So he was like, "All right, fine. I will. I will. I could take you guys on a nature walk right now, and we could have a close encounter with the alligator in the first five minutes." What? what? And we're like, "No, you couldn't." And so he's like, "All right." So we got in the car. We drove to this lake. Okay, and there's five of us. We're walking around the, in the lake, and we're literally like waist to chest high reeds, and we're having to like trudge. You know what I mean? <laughs> and we're about twenty Jesse, feet from the water. What are you guys? Eighteen? Okay. I'm we, canceling your health insurance. No, right I, now. I'm just telling you. I know this. I know this guy is a good friend of mine, and he's not going to stand for being pushed the way Jesse pushed him because he's he's a proud man. He is. He's he's proud but tiny, and I'm sure that he gets a lot of flack for being tiny and having a faux hawk and all this stuff. So Jesse pushed him to the limit, and he responded. So we so we get. <laughs> We're about twenty feet from the actual um, the bank of the of the of the lake where the water meets the land. But like I said, we it's what not, lake is it? Um, I don't even know what lake it was. It was a small lake, but it, it led into like this big it's a river. retention pond. Well, there was a river that led into it. And it kind of had like a dam. Um, I think it's officially called the Widowmaker because it's filled with voracious alligators. So we start walking, and like I said, we're we're in very high reeds, and so so high that you can't see your you can't see the ground, and you can't just take off running because you're, you're like trudging through them. Well, and on land, alligators have a burst of speed up to forty five yeah, miles an hour. They're fast. You could be fifty feet from it on land and think there's no way it'll get to me. It would be on yeah. you before you could get away. And the scary thing, they're even better drivers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the well, I can tell you this is the last time I ever do this. Well, I would hope so for ends. the sake of your wife. And well, that's what she said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she was like. She actually said after we got back. Why does it sound so wrong, even though that's actually what she said? No, she was like, you're married now. You can't do stuff like this. And so we we come trouble. to a, a point. Um, we get, <laughs> we're pretty far into these reeds, so we can't just like turn around. 
And I thought the guy who was at the front, who was leading the expedition, had thrown a cinder block into the water. It was such a loud splash. We look over, and a massive eight-foot alligator. Oh, had just, we no. had just scared it out of the reeds into the water. And now it's just swimming back and forth. And we're like, oh, man. We are like in an alligator nest. So, he told you. He told you you yeah, can have a close yeah. encounter. And so we keep on walking, and we come to a point where... Because we were like, okay, we got to get out of here. And he's like, well, the way out, you know, you can go back the way you came or we can go this way. We can go through the alligator. So <laughs> he comes to a point where he wants us to wade through the water. And I'm like, you're insane. There's an alligator swimming right there. There's no way we're wading through that. And he's like, well, we can go back the way we came. So I turn around. As soon as we turn around, we hear in the reeds back the way we came, all these reeds shaking. Oh, no. Like, you're an idiot. And so... We, it was either wade or or run back the way we came. I, I high stepped like I've never high stepped before all the way back. <laughs> well, after all that talk, I mean, I would expect that guy to be gator wrestling. Oh, he was perfectly confident. He did. He, <laughs> he probably would have if the rest of them hadn't wanted to leave. But we were like we were like children out there. I mean, I haven't <laughs> See, been scared like but, that since I was a kid. But didn't you feel a little bit humbled because oh, you guys completely taunted him. him? I told him afterwards. I was like. I, I I was completely wrong, and that was terrifying. I'm telling you, like you guys taunted him, and he showed you what he's made of. He's a tiny guy with awesome hair, and he, he can uh, find alligators. Yes, yeah. yeah, well, so see, Cameron knows him too. Like I don't think he's all that. Then he can find alligators. No, I'm but we, he, I bet he you he would have fought nest. one. Yeah. I bet you just he because wanted- even if Cole had never seen an alligator before, with someone pushing him, like he was no doubt pushed. <laughs> I know Cole, and his personality is such that he would not have backed down. He would have just fought that alligator. Cole and I one time spent at least 45 minutes taking turns setting our hands on fire. <laughs> and and he would he would not stop. And afterwards, it's like he gets like a little kid sometimes. And he just, you keep... Isn't he the worship leader at your church? Yeah, you keep goading, <laughs> you keep goading him. He goes to the next level. We start playing Mercy, and he... I mean, this guy's half my size, and he worked me over. <laughs> Speaking of close encounters, I was on my way to work today and stopped for gas at BP. And anyway, so uh, as soon as I pulled up, you know, got out and started pumping gas, there was a, a van on the, the other side of my pump, and somebody pulled in right, you know, as I was pumping and like screeched in like he was really angry. Well, both of the guys get out and start yelling like they're going to start throwing punches. And I'm like, oh, this is just road rage. They're not going to do anything. So I keep pumping my gas. All of a sudden, they're they're throwing blows like right next no to me. Way. It yeah. broke out in fisticuffs is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And then Donnie Brooke, the guy gets back in his car and starts to pull off, but just stops right behind my car Goes to his trunk, pulls out a tire iron. I'm sorry, uh, uh, a what? A tire iron. A tire iron. So they're fighting. Yes. Road rage, fighting, and he goes and grabs a tire iron. Alligator comes out. (laughs) (laughs) No, just right behind me. You would think. Cole. (laughs) (laughs) You don't. I'm telling you, you don't push that guy. What did you do? Well, I threw the pump down, jumped in my car, and drove off. <laughs> no, I should, you should backed over them. Did you pay for your gas? I had prepaid. Yeah. <laughs> Once the tire irons come out, it's time to get out of there. <laughs> Seriously, the I was like, the next thing coming out is probably going to be a gun or something. See, I, I think I would have had a different reaction. I would have maybe, I, if I would have driven out of there, I would have at least driven to like 
another part of the parking lot. So, so you I could, could watch. <laughs> you know, like this you would awesome. have taken the pump out of your car and started spraying them with gas. See, that's <laughs> that's that thought did running. cross my that's mind. The way, it's like two dogs fighting. You know, turning a hose on two dogs, fighting. just spray them down. Just with cool gas down, guys. Like, cool down. Here's some gasoline. Yeah. Hey, hey, you don't want me to light this, do you? <laughs> yeah, I swear to God, I will light you guys on fire if you don't cool down. Someone's gonna get hurt. <laughs> it was wild. Man, that's crazy. Have you have you seen anything on the news or anything? There's a I've fight been at work. <laughs> Today in a popco, there was a fight. <laughs> the tire iron. Two rednecks hauled yeah. off on each other with tire irons. Uh, in other news, it was a normal day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, is that it for slices? That was chock sure. full. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, next up, play radio play. You've been listening to Jack Pinnate or Pinnate, depending on how you correctly pronounce it. Um, the song is Torn on the Platform. Torn on the Platform. Playing right now over at Relevant.tv. I'm gonna, I have in front of me a bio for Play Radio Play. And normally I don't read them when they're sent to us. Yeah. But there's a couple of things that stood out to me about Play Radio Play that I thought our readers might be interested in. Number one, Play Radio Play is Dan Hunter. He's actually 17 years old. Um, he started out by making beats in his bedroom and posting them to MySpace under the name Play Radio Play. They've since had over a million plays, and he's been signed to a major label. So for all you kids stuck in your bedroom out there, um, Fruity Loops is a good program and can launch careers. Well, it really all came about, I like to think, because we tapped him in our, uh, what was it, March-April issue, as an, an unsigned artist to watch. In 2007. And the a and at, a, at Island was obviously that. read that yeah. and immediately mm-hmm. signed him to a huge deal. That's how I like to think the whole thing went down. I like it. Uh, so anyway, he was signed. He's, uh, he's on uh, Island Records. Uh, just released an EP, the Frequency EP, because his full-length debut isn't going to come out till this winter. Um, but April 24th, they released the Frequency EP. You can get that pretty much anywhere music sold. But get this. He recorded the album in Ashford, Kent, in England, where he um, recorded with Grammy-winning producer Garrett Lee, who's previously worked with U2, Snow Patrol, The Hives, and Block Party. Um, Big-name producer, yeah. a very talented artist. And, and when, when you're listening to the song, remember that all of the, the only thing that isn't um, actually being played live, there's a, there's a beat loop going on. But he had an acoustic guitar player... Two different t- types of bells: a Glockenspiel, which is like a xylophone, and also uh, these these like type of handbells, as well as a little organ. So it's not like he just plugged in his power book and started singing. It's it's ninety percent is being played uh, live right then. Playradioplay.com is where you can find out more. Again, it's the Frequency EP, and uh, they were only able to do one song for us, but it's a good one. So you know, quality over quantity. And here is Play Radio Play. My parachute didn't open And when my back up failed The pixie dust prevailed And I woke up next to 
To pull tiger tail, the song is hurricane. Sounds like something Cole would do. Pull a tiger tail. <laughs> you very well might. If you said would. you would never pull yeah, that tiger like, tail, yeah, I'd love to see you pull a tiger's tail. <laughs> he wouldn't just pull it; he'd punch the tiger in the face, <laughs> and then be like, uh, "You want to do it too? You want to punch the tiger too?" And then laugh at you, and you wouldn't. And um, and then form a group called Pull Tiger Tail mm-hmm. and release the song Hurricanes, which is playing this week now at Relevant.tv. Yeah. Because he's a hurricane of action. Time for feedback. And then I have a couple updates. So last week we asked you... We wanted to know some good tiebreakers. This was in response to the Rella Games when we had a uh, Spirit Award tie. Dispute. 
dispute. Yes. So um, I like what Gina Messer has to say. She kept it short and sweet. She said, to settle the debate and crown the ultimate winner of the Rally Games 07, three simple words, rock, paper, scissors. Yep. Justin Humbert, I just love the way that he phrases. He says, to settle the tie is simple. Dance off. <laughs> and it just sounds like it, like a stereotypical Russian in a movie. To settle the tie is simple. Dance off. <laughs> in my country. <laughs> right. uh, Stacy Stubbs says that essentially to sell the tiebreaker, that we would get a cage. We put it outside on the train tracks. And uh, we have to fight <laughs> oh, in the man. cage. And hurry so up and tire get the tire iron allowed to be used? Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, only by me, because I'm from Kentucky. And that's our state weapon. Um, Virginia state weapon is a shotgun, so. <laughs> oh, boy. It's a musket. I hope it's. Un- <laughs> yeah, while you're still loading that with the ramrod and whatnot, I'll be one, wailing on you with I the get tire. One iron. very inaccurate shot. <laughs> <laughs> Those musket um, bombs can really go to the anywhere. left. Yeah. <laughs> it's a magic bullet. At any rate, we have to finish the match before the train comes. Uh, so that's that's added. Well, considering the trains come about during the b- business day, about once every six we've, hours. We've got a long time. <laughs> well, she says another way you could do it is put the cage on hot coals. That way we'd have to fight while swinging from mm-hmm. the sides of the cage, monkey style. It'd be kind of like the Thunderdome. Yeah. And, and afterwards, I would say, how are your feet? And you'd say, medium rare. Yep. <laughs> like, like Pam. Uh-huh. Um, she says it, uh, the cage would also make a great addition to Kara's extravagant office furniture <laughs> and provide a safe haven for a child to run around <laughs> while she works. <laughs> Nothing like caging well, your child. Well, that is after, after you get the. Is the this person also there. from Kentucky? Because <laughs> I hear that's how they do daycare. No, there. we don't cage our children. We have free range children. <laughs> <laughs> they just have big yards. <laughs> their, their cages are called land. <laughs> Um, it's called don't wander onto the highway (laughs) mark evelyn said kara this one you'd probably like he said that um the first team to get frosties for the judge and those she Mm. deems worthy of receiving frosties frosties in the office wins Ooh, i like that here's another violent one drew (laughs) (laughs) i like that but here's a violent one too yeah i I think you like scenarios where jesse and i have to inflict physical harm upon one another well drew doesn't drew i guess who goes to uh, middle tennessee state university says uh i've got three words for you blindfolded jetpack knife fight okay four (laughs) words that that would be amazing okay i'd be all for it okay i saw i i don't know if i'll be able to show this clip but the, remember the jetpack clip? Oh man! I it, this is not a joke, and I cannot do it justice by my description. But at the Star Wars convention oh, the a couple Boba weeks Fett back, guy. yeah, yeah, a couple weeks back at the Star Wars convention in L.A., there was a guy dressed up as Boba with a homemade jetpack on his Sweet. back, right? So he went out one one of the first days. It's an, outside the convention center to do a demonstration of it. Well, it created such buzz and whatever he decided to do it several more times and online there is a video an undoctored video of this guy in his homemade jetpack raise up in the air move forward go down about probably 500 feet he is at least 40 to 50 feet up in the air wow turn around yeah come all the way back to the exact spot where he took off and land safely he does wow. laps, essentially it's like there's a big median and he does laps around. But it. he's 40 to 50 feet up in the air in That's total amazing. control and turns around w- and comes back. With a homemade jetpack. I want to know how he powers that thing. 
and what and jet, how long it took fuel, you to fuel probably how the long force. ethanol how <laughs> yeah he's green beans <laughs> <laughs> i i want to know like how long it took him to make that and if there's any mishaps along the way yeah mm-hmm. of course there were mishaps <laughs> but how he survived the mishaps is what i want to know because the boba fett suit is made of kevlar because I, there's no good way to test a homemade jet <laughs> you know what, what i'm saying yeah, yeah. there really is not a good trial and error situation yeah i need to make adjustments means i just crashed into the side of a building yeah. or it's like okay, i have a 40 feet limbs. up can't come back down <laughs> <laughs> well this is something we're gonna have to work on in the beta stage <laughs> as for right now i probably need to call the fire department <laughs> <laughs> you could test it with like a monkey Oh, poor <laughs> but no! But the whole thing is, he he's able to steer it and yeah. up, down, left, right. And monkeys are—you know—they're slow to learn those things. Yeah, it would take the monkey weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're making a homemade jetpack, something tells me there's a little bit of a sense of urgency. Like, <laughs> I got to get this jetpack done. Yeah. Well, you got to get it done in time convention. for the big Star Wars yeah. convention. I yeah. certainly don't have time to train these five monkeys. <laughs> they lack the cognitive ability and opposable thumbs. All right, I have a package here. Um, I, we'll come back to the feedback. Well, I have a package here from Josh Mishler. Anybody want to guess where Josh Mishler is from? And all I need is a country. Is it the United States? No. Germany. Yes. Really? Is it yeah. really Germany? Germany. All right. Josh Mishler sent us something from Germany. I, I just heard a bunch of consonants together. And- <laughs> Josh Mishler. I, I hope he sent us some manner of sausage. What does that stamp say? This, the stamp the says uh, Luft. Luftpost. Luftpost. That's airmail. The note he wrote says, Hey guys, not to be shown up by the Russians or Finns or whoever else sent you stuff, I thought I'd send you a treat from Germany. Since beer probably wouldn't travel well, I settled on chocolate. I love the podcast, magazine, website, etc. So thank you. Keep up the good work. Enjoy the chocolate if it's not melted. Uh, P.S. Due to Kara's quote-unquote condition, she might want to pass on the moncherie. It's um, it's it looks like it's cherry chocolates, cherry chocolates. Ah, so there you, you know, go. Nice. You know what's awesome about this? In liquor, is oh maybe mm. could is, be is that we actually have Decor. nations competing, competing against. It's <laughs> like the, it is like the Olympics, yeah. Yeah. international you know game, I mean? relega- yeah. international rela games. Yeah, I international rela games of food. He called mm-hmm. out the Finns and he the did. Canadians and the Russians, but he sent a French. Food. <laughs> Mon cherie. That's true. I thought the French and the Germans didn't like each other. Interesting. They like you, they like the chocolate. All right. So uh, Adam's our official taster. So Adam will oh, go okay. ahead and eat one now. I actually, while we're on the topic, I have another package here. Um, this one is in a laundry bag. <laughs> it actually is. It's, it's someone's dry clean. It was hand-delivered, actually. This one was hand-delivered. Um, uh, the note on it says, dropped off snacks for the podcasters. Um he, uh, oh man, uh, Sid Emery from South Carolina, uh, he wrote his name on the laundry bag. He was in town for a Microsoft convention and he stole these snacks from the convention and brought them <laughs> to you in a hotel laundry bag. So, Sid Emery from South Carolina, uh, stole snacks for us. And, ooh, these are real snacks. Oh, that's good stuff. Mm. Ooh, mercy. <laughs> Adam right? has passed out. Goodness gracious, it's got 13% alcohol. <laughs> 13% alcohol? Yeah, that's like liquor. <laughs> He's like good liquor candy. Good night. <laughs> I'm telling you, I don't know if I can drive home now. <laughs> Holy <laughs> mother. 
That was like straight up doing a shot of whiskey. Oh, well, well I'll, I'll add these to the editorial cocktail bar. Good night. <laughs> Are you for real? It's happy hour for No, Adam. taste it. I'm telling you, taste it. That, how come the, the snacks you just opened look international as well? Um, plantain chips. He brought us plantain chips. Uh, trail mix. Um, uh, more trail mixes. More trail mixes. And <laughs> Was peanuts. Was joking? Okay. No, there, there's, it's definitely oozing. Good night. Um, <laughs> some sort of liquor. Well, I'm glad he gave us a warning about Kara. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I want to go hand those out. Does it taste like cherry? No. It tastes like rum. Chocolate it smells like an rum. airplane when Ch- people drink. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> bourbon. Oh, my God. It's strong. So the ger- <laughs> What does this tell us about Germany? It could just be grain alcohol. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably not even legal here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, absinthe. Yeah. It has a mild hallucinogen. <laughs> you know, um, even though the packaging and the name Mon Cherie looks French... All the writing on the back is German, so this truly is a German treat. <laughs> well, the Germans, even their candy has alcohol in it, you know? And so, Actually, I just read uh, there's a list of the top alcohol-consuming nations in the world. Luxembourg is number one. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's where my ancestry's from. <laughs> oh, wow. Literally, but my dad has to, traced is it back. Is that a country? You need to catch up. Yeah. The, it's, yeah it's Luxembourg is a country, country the size of Seminole County. Yeah, it's it's in between like France Belgium, and Belgium. Germany. Yep. At any rate, Sarah Culp says that clearly both of our teams are equal in spirit and short term performance. But what about our endurance and stamina? Uh, to test this, each team captain, being you and I, I guess, must move into Kara's house and sleep on her couch for the sole purpose of caring for her new baby in the middle of the night. Mm. <laughs> the team captain able to do this for the most consecutive nights, who is also able to fully function and not be cranky at work the next day, would win the trophy for their team. I happen to agree with that. Um, yeah, that's Sarah, that's a horrible suggestion. And I think it would be very <laughs> intrusive on Kara's privacy. No, no, no. And so I, I, don't, I don't think she would appreciate it. All right. Well, that'll do it for feedback. Uh, here's this week's editorial question. Editorial question of the week. Well, we've had a lot of talk about close encounters on this podcast. So we want to know your close encounters. Either a close encounter with a fight or an animal. Bird poop. An, or bird poop. An alien. Yes. So it's really just a near a close encounter with anything. Like if I was riding my bike and almost hit the GMC Yukon, that would have been a close yeah, encounter. But, but it's, it's a, a story that you almost had. Yeah. <laughs> but a, I wouldn't. I you mean, and she I hit with the tire iron. She witnessed something very interesting happening and was in close proximity. Oh, so okay. I think that's what we're going. So yes. you saw something. You happen. saw something happen. Okay. So it's you not like not something almost happened to you, okay. right? Something yeah, did happen, and you were there to witness it. Mm. Unless it was something like bird poop and it happened to you. Yeah. But that's not a close encounter. You you were encountered. It's yes. not, I mean, close or direct encounters. Yeah. Well, that would be every day. Everything. Well, well of entertaining nature, like, for example, bird poop, alligator. Those are interesting. Not yeah. like, These aren't everyday I, stories. I closely missed the pizza man when he came to the door. <laughs> right. See, I almost missed him. Yeah, use discretion pizza. here, people. Yeah, we don't want to hear those. Unless there was something interesting. Be out of the ordinary. Well, last week I didn't tell you uh, the email addresses to contact us at. So for all you new listeners, which apparently there's a lot of you, I apologize. If you want to answer this week's editorial question of the week, you can write us at editorial at relevantmagazine.com or feedback at relevantmagazine.com because we check them both. All right, a couple of uh, little updates, little doodads. This week, our 2007 festival crew 
uh, took to the streets of the U.S. <laughs> Taken to the streets. <laughs> On bicycles. Taking it to the streets. We, uh, we have David, Thompson, uh, Dan, and Paul out on the road for us all summer long. They're actually going to eight music festivals this summer. You can check out um, daily updates and stuff. They're, they have video cameras and uh, computer, and they will be doing blog updates from the road and video updates. Uh, they're really funny guys, and I'm sure this is going to be really entertaining. So you can check that at the front page of RelicMagazine.com. It's um, right with the intern blogs. It's the festival blog. Uh, definitely check that out. If you want to see where they're going, um, actually over at our verb page, com slash relevant, uh, I post all the dates. We're going to Ichthus Festival, Alive, Cornerstone, Creation East, Sunshine, Soul Fest, Kingdom Mountain, and Purple Door. Uh, and uh, several of the dates, we actually have some slots open if you'd love or if you'd like to help us out at our booth. I know the guys sure would uh, love some extra hands. You can email David at David. T at relevantmediagroup.com and uh, just let them know if you're going to be at any of those festivals if you'd like to help out. Um, I think we can get you in for free if you're working. So um, definitely hit him up because that'd be cool. And we'd love to meet you. I mean, if uh, if you're just around and want to swing by, go by and see our booth. Really excited about the booth this year. It's really cool. It's definitely our best best one we've ever done. Uh, Relevant TVs playing on big screens. We're going to have Guitar Hero tournaments at every at every festival, so sign up, be brackets and all that. Uh, so Guitar Heroes and we plan have a really cool setup. The guys are really great. So stop by, hang out, see how they're doing, make sure that they're, they're doing a good job, and then report back to us uh, directly at editorial at relevantmagazine.com. That actually be really good. That we have spies out there checking out, like secret <laughs> shoppers. I like it. Let's do that. Well, I mean, they listen to this podcast. So. Oh, crap. Yeah, David listens. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know how... Well, they won't know who. How I mean, overt... It's well, going to be covert people, yeah, but then they're going to suspect everyone. Well, good; they'll be on their best behavior. They're really troopers. They're, um, you know, we obviously would put them up in hotels every stop along the way. But these guys, are like, no, 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 two or three of the festivals, we want to camp. Like, you're crazy, but okay. So yeah. they're camping, um, especially at Cornerstone. So if you're there at Cornerstone, say hi. Yeah. Okay. Also, this is the other thing uh, we they have, and they are debuting the very first but hopefully first of many, exclusive CDs of the best performances from the relevant podcast. Ooh. So all the best songs, the best stuff, it's been remixed, remastered, and with this really cool CD design. And basically, um, if you're at any of the festivals and you subscribe to Relevant, you know, pay there, you get, you get a free CD with your subscription. For those of you who can't make it out to the festivals, um, I think next week you'll be able to, at relevantmagazine.com, sign up for a two-year subscription and or a two-year renewal and, and pay for it, and you'll actually get the free CD as well. It's honestly incredible. It's 15 tracks, and it's it's an amazing lineup. Yeah, it is dynamite. It really is. Some of it, some of it, and it is dynamite. Now, a lot of you guys have heard the songs. <laughs> I or, may be a little drunk. speech is blurred. Yeah, I may be a, a little drunk, but I'm telling you, this stuff is good. <laughs> The Adam gets real huggy. Put the candy down. Um, I'm going to start crying in a minute. So this, you know, so the CD is amazing. A lot of you have heard the songs either on the podcast or you've downloaded them. Um, We actually have removed all the ones from the CD from the website. So the only place you can get them now, yeah, nice marketing strategy is to get them on the CD. Take that, punks. And and honestly, they sound totally different in professional mixing and mastering hands. Yeah, they sound fantastic. It's um, it's really great. So Flynn did a great job. Yeah, worked very hard on this. 
Well, he didn't master it. Uh, Flynn mixed it. We're mixing it. Yeah, and then we sent it out to be professionally mastered. So. Wow. Very cool CD. Um, that's happening this summer right now. Okay, the other news is that uh, there's an event coming up on 7707, which is July 7th, 2007, for those of you who don't know Roman numerals. Um, <laughs> Would that be Roman numerals? I mean, or it seems like they're using the standard Arabic numerals. <laughs> Uh, there's an event in Nashville, Tennessee called The Call. Uh, it's an all-day event of uh, prayer, fasting, worship. Jesse, Adam, and I are going to be up there. And we're going to actually take uh, audio recording equipment and video equipment and document it and kind of take you guys there as well. We don't know what's in store. We don't know if it's going to be awesome. We don't know if it's not going to be awesome. Uh, there's going to be some amazing uh, leaders there and worship leaders and stuff. And um, we're going to try and take in as much of it as humanly possible and talk to people that you want to hear from and just see what God's mm-hmm. doing and uh, bring it back and kind of report for the podcast. Yeah. So in July, hopefully we'll be, have some really cool stuff yeah. from, from that. Hopefully be able to, you know, enjoy it from a journalistic standpoint and a spiritual standpoint. Exactly. Yeah, it is the, the, the call, everyone who organizes the event and the whole idea behind it. Um, it's totally different than any kind of like festival or, um, typical event in that it, the complete focus is fasting and prayer, and it, not entertainment. Yeah, exactly. I, I, the last one or the one in DC, they didn't even announce who was going to be there because. And again, they haven't. Yeah, and the the whole deal is, you know, you don't come to to be entertained by bands or speakers. It's really, um, it's almost the whole thing. It's not what you can get out of this, but it's what you can contribute to this and. You know, that's just through a gathering, worshiping, and praying together. I think it's going to be a great event. Um, when we were at the one in D.C., it was a uh, legitimate 300,000 people, ages 16 to 26, largely. Um, so it's good for us to be there. I'm excited. Uh, after that, we're road tripping it. After that, we're actually going to head up to see Adam's hometown of yep, Owensboro, Owensboro, Kentucky. Kentucky. Yep. I, I could not be more excited about that, honestly. <laughs> as, as stupid as it sounds... I, I don't know about you guys, but I love to show off my hometown to people. I really do. Because there's so much history there. You know, I'll be able to point out, like, there's the hill where my dad got in a bike wreck when he was 10. There's where my mom went to third grade, you know. And that's pretty so, much all it's there. That's <laughs> and, and that, third grade. And that's the tour. I kind of blew it for you guys. But <laughs> the, the third grade is actually their senior high school. Yeah. Just, just know it's, it's, one grade. it's the highest form of education that they provide. <laughs> Uh, oh man you better be careful those are tire iron <laughs> so then we're driving up from there to go to petersburg kentucky which is a southern um suburb of cincinnati ohio to uh, you know a couple weeks ago we mentioned the creation museum and uh, you know obviously there's been a lot of uh, national press about it we thought hey we're going to be in the state we might as well go see for ourselves, and we're going to have objective a, about things. Yeah, we're going to have all this equipment with us, and you know, if they'll let us, if we can uh, document it in some way, shape, or form, uh, we will. And we're going to go check it out. We're going to go check out the Creation Museum in Petersburg, Kentucky, in the thirty million dollar exhibit, and uh, yeah. tell you guys what it's like. Yeah, uh, and then we're road tripping it. The guys are dropping me off in Atlanta, and then they're heading back uh, to Florida Probably after to that. Mexico. <laughs> And then they're heading to Mexico. <laughs> for some legal reasons that we need to leave. For yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to uh, be laying there for a while. Yeah. Well, there is an extradition uh, <laughs> yeah. process. Why, why some stuff just kind of blows over, we yeah. hope. Um, 
All right. So, uh, yeah, so that that's coming up in a couple weeks. The new issue of Relevant and Radiant are coming off the presses in the next few days. So if you're a subscriber to those magazines, uh, you will be getting them in the mail as quickly as the post office feels like bringing them to you. And we should be having a new issue preview very very shortly on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. the closest podcast to July 1st, we will bring you a new issue preview. So uh, it's an exciting um, issue, honestly. We're very excited about it, and we're very excited about the September issue coming up. Oh, man. And we're very excited about the November issue oh, after that. Oh, man. So um, I, I like spilling beans, but I can't do it. Yeah, we got to keep it. Keep it under the hat. Yeah. And and the thing that I was being mysterious about uh, in the last month uh, happening at the website. <laughs> <laughs> in the last month. It's going to happen at the website while this podcast is current. So um, I'm not even going to mention it again until it actually goes up. But hopefully that's while this podcast is up. But All right. On that note, well, many thanks to Dan Hunter and uh, Play Radio Play for coming by and laying down that great track. Again, you can check them out at playradioplay.com. Or check out their EP, their current EP, called The Frequency, and their full-length debut is coming out this fall. So, well, on that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Kara Davis. I'm Adam Smith. I'm Jesse Carey. We'll see you next week. I can't hear what you're saying. Just keep the music playing. It all sounds the same to me. Sounds the same to me. I can't hear what you're saying. Just keep the music playing It all sounds the same to me Good God, please have mercy Let's kick the machine till it's working Everybody's got a great idea Do you own the one you're encouraging? Relevant Podcast Anytime, anywhere Kevin Eubanks